0: Welcome. This week's guest I've interviewed before about his separation from his wife 10 years ago and also about his co parenting tips. Now, Jem Fuller has also written some books which provoke important conversations. His first book, What Matters Most, is the distillation of the most important and effective strategies taught on his conscious series retreats in the Himalayas, Bali, and Australia. It covers four conversations in a free, easy read. They are identity, connection, purpose and collaboration and compassion. He has now written a second book, The Art of Conscious Communication, a series. The first book of this series is for thoughtful men. It encourages us to rewrite the stereotypes of men to access our emotions and abilities and to expand our self-awareness. So without no further ado, let's welcome Jem to the podcast. Hi, Gem. How are you? Welcome again to the podcast, Gem. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me on again, Claire. It's it's good that you're not sick of me yet.
0: No, 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 no. Definitely not. (laughs) Definitely not. There is so much wisdom that you impart on these podcasts. So that's that's great. And today we are talking about your books, which are basically uh, around conscious communication. Your first book was "What Matters Most," which was around um, your retreats and your conscious communication retreats that you do in the Himalayas, Bali, Australia, and all of those sort of places. With is that with couples or individuals?
1: Um, no, not not necessarily. There are some retreats that my partner and I run for couples, uh, and the one that we ran, oh. Yeah. Wow. Actually it was last August. It seems like just the other day, but it was last August. We found a window in amongst all the restrictions here in Australia to run a retreat for executives and their partners. So rather than, you know, quite often the executive will go off on a retreat and their partners at home going, Oh, you're always away with work. So we said, well, let's run a retreat for you, but you bring your partner. Um, So it was a couple's retreat of sorts. Um, kind of high high level people who work a lot and are very successful so that was lovely but the, tr- the retreats in the himalaya are not couples they're just anybody um, The retreats in Bali were for years they were a woman's retreat so i was oh um in a, in the reasonably unusual position of being a male hosting women's retreats and i and i felt very honored to um, to be able to do that. Um, so that was for years, and then and then when I partnered with my current partner with Talia, she started coming and co-facilita- co-facilitating those retreats with me. And so that book that you referred to, what matters most, yeah, is the content. Essentially, it's the content put into a short book of the of the retreats that we run in the Himalaya and in Bali. Yeah,
0: yeah, no. And then and then just recently, you've written a second book, which is the Art of Conscious Communication, a series which yeah. you are turning into a series of books. You've only yeah. written one. <laughs> they' have only written yeah. the first book, and I know we've been talking about all the other books that you want to write within this conscious communication series, but the first book is for thoughtful men. Yeah,
1: yeah, it is. And when I first started writing the book before I had the idea that it might be a series, I was just writing a book for everybody about the art of conscious communication, and I engaged a book writing mentor um, Susan Pierce, wonderful, wonderful book writing mentor and writer herself. She's a published author and, and bestselling author, and she's a wonderful mentor. Shouts out to you, Susan, if you ever hear this. Okay. And um, Susan said to me, look, I'm loving the manuscript and I'm, I'm loving what you're writing about, but you need to pick an audience. You know, you, it's too broad. You're writing wow. for everybody. You need to pick an audience. And she said, can I suggest something? And I said, yes, of course. It's why I've engaged you as a mentor. And she said, I think this book would be really good for men. Wow. I think they really could do with hearing it. And I think it's very timely because, you know, here in Australia, and I guess in other parts of the world as well, dysfunctional public male figures, the handful of them, um, were have been called out on inappropriate and completely abhorrent behavior. Yeah. And and the community is crying for change. The community is like, we need to evolve this brand of men. We need to evolve what is Culturally and, and societally acceptable. You know, it's no good. In, we can't, it just can't fly anymore, you know. And look, I, I, Claire, I don't know about you, but I reckon most men, as with most humans, are good people. They wake up in the morning, they don't wake up in the morning kind of scheming how they can go and hurt people. Most people wake up in the morning going, I'm going to do my best today. Like life's a bit tough right now, or life's this, or or life's good, or whatever it is. But most people set out into their day to try and do their best, right? It's just that we, men, we're talking about men now, men in in our society have only been indoctrinated into this old paradigm this old patriarchal system which is becoming less and less relevant and certainly isn't functional uh, but we haven't been given the tools on how to access our emotions we haven't been given the tools on how to be to to express our vulnerability or to even acknowledge that we can be vulnerable in moments you know let alone talking more deeply about issues that we just don't even broach you know, so I, I think there's a you know, I in this book anyway, I've I've hopefully um given and the feedback so far has been that it's it's working. Hopefully I'm giving strategies to men and to women um that help us all raise the bar, help us all improve and um you know, get better at being us.
0: Yeah, and I, I like the point that you um said about the fact that you're giving strategies to women as well, because uh look, I agree with you, like I think men need a hand in the world that we're creating at the moment. Um, I think that women have this high expectation. Oh, it's a st- expectation. I'm not going to say it's high expectation, but mm. they have an expectation, um, and we're just expecting men to achieve that expectation, and um, we're not going to help them. Yeah to come along and do, you know, to do what we, we're we requiring and we're requesting and the respect and trust and all of those things that go yeah. with it. And I think the guy, I think blokes have a tough time of it. They're pulled from yeah. the male side, um, but they're wanting, you know, like you said, they don't grow, you know, they're not there waking up every morning going, oh, well, I'm just going to be a misogynistic, sexual, you know, like – I, I'm just not going to, you know. Um, that's what I'm going to be today. I think it's it's a habit. It's something that's been,
1: you know, nurtured
0: and indoctrinated for yeah. the for the last so many hundreds of years. Because let's not let's face it. It's not just the last ten years. It's no. hundreds of years,
1: thousands yeah, and of perhaps years, perhaps even thousands. Yeah. And you know, it, it, it's um it, it's the patriarchal structure. Huh. that is um that we are all kind of uh, to a certain degree oppressed under you know a boy a boy is growing up and being told by his father and maybe even his mother who knows uh, and and by society at large being told don't cry like a girl S- toughen up, suck it up, be a man. don't be soft. don't show your emotions. I, I got brought up like this. Well, I'm a girl and I got brought up like that as well. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then you get a boy who wants to play with the Barbie dolls and he gets chastised for that. Right. Or then you get a boy that wants to wear. Dress up. You know, that wants to dress up and put dress ups on and have fun with that and they get told not to do that. You know, so this is a, a societal, structural Problem and men, you know, men have grown up in this same patriarchal system that needs to change. It's the system, I believe, that needs to change. But, but that having said that, the only way that can happen is for us as individuals and then collectively as communities to start creating change in the ways that we hold each other accountable, you know. So rather than the blokes on the building site, you know, and and a woman walks past and the bloke does the wolf whistle thing and his mates kind of feel uncomfortable because deep down inside, they know it's disrespectful and wrong, but they don't say anything because they don't know how to call their mate on it, that we start to give us ourselves tools to to go, hey, dude, I don't reckon that's okay how do you think she felt right then you know so you're objectifying her and to have those conversations which we haven't been able to have before you know
0: yeah and look and in those situations you know I'm I'm sitting there going well I'm wondering if that person didn't do that because of the bullying situation but if one person does it if one person speaks up and does it and the other people who agree back them up then you're not going to get down that situation look I, I think we're we're moving there slowly yeah. I think people yeah. are now feeling confident to actually have their say. yeah to be to have a conscious communication yeah, yeah, that-
1: yeah to be more aware. and it's not just in the way that um men treat women yeah. it's in the way that men uh, don't feel able to access their inner world and and then to communicate that or share that. so you know another example in the book that I use is um just say for example, there was one of the blokes in in the in the boys group and he experienced anxiety. He had anxiety attacks maybe even but no one ever knew because he was too embarrassed to say anything and so then one night the boys are all going out down to the pub and they go come on mate come down to the pub And he goes he's actually in anxiety he's got he's got knots in his tummy and he's experiencing anxiety and he says oh no no i'm not coming and they're like come on come to the bloody pub and he says oh no i'm just i've got crook guts i'm just you know i'm just gonna go home and and his mates just go, ah, oh, you bloody wimp, whatever. See you tomorrow, and they go off down the pub, right?
0: <laughs> That's so Australian. So, so
1: rather than that, what? How would it be if he said to his mates, "I'm not feeling quite right. I've got guts," and one of his mates goes, "Are you all right, mate? What's going on with your guts?" And he goes, "Oh, nah, just oh, it's nothing. It's nothing." You sure, man? What's going on? I'm worried about you. Like, talk talk me through it. And he goes, "Oh, well, actually, I, I think I'm getting anxiety." And his mate goes oh, you too? Oh, my God, I I went and saw this psychologist. She's awesome. I'll give you her number. You know, like let's talk properly about what's going on rather than this shame or, you know, I'm not tough enough or strong enough and all the other blokes have got it together, so I've got to just keep it to myself. You know, that needs to change.
0: Yeah, and 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 also, I mean, I've interviewed a few people on this podcast recently regarding suicide male Mm. suicide and just in general suicide and the traits that are there regarding suicide is that the person who feels suicidal is feeling as though they have to do it on their own they're feeling alone they're feeling isolated and they're feeling as though whatever problem they've got or thing that's going on in their life it's up to me to sort this problem and for me to um, deal with the issue yeah. on yeah. my own and not to go and get help and not to basically speak to somebody.
1: Yeah, and that you know that kind of segues back to to the book that I've you know just pub had published, which is the art of conscious communication and talking about how important communication is because. For many reasons, but one of the reasons that you were just touching on, then Claire, is that communication is the bridge between isolation and connection, mm. and and isolation is not healthy for a human being. We are a societal creature, and even for for the our introverts um, who love their time alone, they still need connection. Yeah, they still need to feel connected to someone. And I mean, there's plenty of studies showing that people who live in isolation. Unwantingly, have a, a they die sooner. They're, they're more prone to disease and ill health, and all of these different things that have been measured. So we are a communal societal creature. We need each other, and that and obviously over the last couple of years of restrictions globally, we've noticed suicide rates go up and mental health being more of an issue than ever before. And this has been because p- partly because of isolation. So communication being that bridge, it's really important that we learn how to communicate and if someone's feeling suicidal and they don't feel like they can communicate and and communication as well by the way comes from the latin word which means a sharing and to make common so to feel like you and i have something in common that's communication um and yeah so i i think it's really important
0: yeah no i completely agree i completely agree so so okay so and I'm not sure whether you've just answered this, so apologies if you have, but like what is conscious communication?
1: Yeah, no, great question. So I just spoke about communication itself. Yeah, exactly. And so conscious, the more conscious we are of something, the more aware of it we are, right? If you're more self-conscious, then the more aware of yourself you are. If you're more conscious of somebody else, then the more aware of them you are. So the more conscious you are in communication, the more aware you are of the bigger picture of the communication. So what is the purpose of this communication? You know, and, and how am I potentially getting in the way of this communication and the success of it? You know, am I am I um, judgmental and closed-minded and opinionated right now, or am I really seeking to understand this other person? You know, and this other person right now. The more conscious I am of them, but where are they at right now? Are they feeling uncomfortable or are they feeling easy? Do, do I think that they're understanding me or are they kind of looking confused? Like just to be more conscious of the of the bigger picture. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, and it, and with that consciousness, that's what you what you're saying is to be empathetic to that other person that you're communicating with. To be conscious of what you're saying, what you're thinking. Um, and how that might influence their position within that communication. Yeah,
1: look, I mean, empathy empathy is a part of it and, and sometimes helpful and sometimes not. I mean, if you go too far down the empath scale and then you get swept up in the other person's state, so just say the other person is... Um, deeply miserable and and really struggling and uh, as an empath you then feel that too and you come down into the well of despair and you're stuck there with them that might not serve if the if the communication was about you lending a helping hand um it might be more functional to access some compassion rather than empathy but that's a whole other story but generally speaking yeah being more aware of of the other person, being more aware of yourself and the other person or people in the communication. So that's, you know, there's a whole book on it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you and yeah. you've got plenty others that you're going to be writing. Um, yeah. So okay, so how do you how do you start to have this conscious communication,
1: like this skill? I, look, I, I I believe it starts with yourself. I, I believe the place to start is by being more aware of how you communicate with yourself. And it's funny, you know, if we pay close attention because it's the voice inside your head's always there, right? There's always that narration. When you're not talking to somebody else or watching the telly, there's a narration going on in your head. And when you make a mistake or you you, you fall short of something that you were aiming to do, we chastise ourselves, you know, we yeah, come we do. down hard on ourselves. And And when you pay close attention to the quality of that communication, it can be horrifying. Listen to the way we talk to ourselves. We talk more horribly to ourselves than we would to anyone else.
0: Yes, that's right.
1: And 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 this communication is forming the relationship with self. And this is the the, the relationship you have with yourself, which is the relationship you have with your past uh, and and present moment, which is the quality of your mind to a large degree. So if you're beating yourself up all the time calling yourself, you know, all the expletives under the sun and giving yourself a really hard time in your head, the quality of your state of mind isn't great, you know, and then so therefore the quality of your experience of the rest of life isn't great, you know. If you're having a really tough time in here, and to those people listening, I'm pointing at my head, if you're having a really tough time in in your head, you can walk out the day on a beautiful, sunny, blue sky day and be miserable oh yeah and it's gloomy to you you know and vice versa you might be in a wonderful state of mind and you've just had a really adorable meal with your loved one and you're, you're ecstatic and you're in love and you're feeling wonderful and you walk outside and it's freezing cold and pouring with rain and you're like oh, i'm singing in the rain <laughs> like <laughs> you're at the top of the world well yeah exactly right? we've all been so there. your state of mind your state of mind matters you know, and this state of mind has a lot to do with your relationship with self. So, in the book, I, I, you know, it starts with the chapter, it starts with you. So, let's talk about the communication you have with yourself.
0: Yeah. And I look, I agree with you. It's extremely important to, it's just how we frame things within our heads. And if you've mm. been going through, so if, if there's always been, um, an external factor say for example what your culture that you've grown up in or you know the school that you went to or you know the your, your parents to a certain extent as well they've always said oh you know why can't you do this or why aren't you able to do that or um you know uh, why did you clean that dish when you know you didn't do that very well or whatever right then that's you're being told that and that's then constantly what you're then saying to yourself as such in various different situations and scenarios. And it is hard to change that, but you've also got to be conscious that you're saying that to yourself, haven't you? Because um, it's about, um, I'm trying to think of an example. Sorry, my brain's not working, but I'm trying to think of an example that, um, you know, where you actually say, um, I don't know, you... If you get, if
1: you get told growing up that you're not good enough, you believe it. Yeah. And then if you believe that you're not good enough, you start to distort the information from around you to match that belief. So your version of reality is that you are not good enough. So when something doesn't go right, your subconscious thinking is, oh, I knew that wouldn't work because I just, see, I knew I wasn't good enough. Right. I'm such an idiot. I'm such a, I'm such a dickhead. I'm such a fool. I'm such a, we say this to ourselves and it's no, it's not your fault you know you you didn't arrive in this moment with a clean slate you arrived in this moment as a product of the past as a product of your environment as a product of your genealogy as a product of your parenting and and upbringing and everything right everything made you what you are right now and so we are <laughs> we're completely damaged goods that's what we are um but i think that when we have conversations like the one that you and i are having claire i think that you know we can elevate the possibilities we can elevate the consciousness of 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 our own experience of being here in this life and we can start to think oh wow oh my god I do talk to myself like that and I wonder how that does impact me and I wonder where that came from and and was that when my dad lost his temper and beat me up as a kid what was it i don't know like and it all it all happened it's not about blaming or or retribution it's about understanding and awareness and going well how can i smooth out the creases what can i do to heal my relationship with self and and what i've found anyway from my own experience of being on for the last decade i've been on a, a very conscious journey of self-healing and healing out the creases and acceptance is that the the more that of that work that i do the less it's about me the more okay i am with myself the less it's about me in my interactions with others so I've been able to just become more and more present for others. I can sit and when I'm listening to you, I don't have a whole bunch of crap going on in my head. I'm just clear and I'm just sitting there seeking to understand you. It's you know? it's
0: yeah, it's interesting what you were saying because um I was sitting here listening to you with things going on in my head because that's what I'm doing is listening to you going, Oh yeah, no, there was a situation like such and such and things like that. So um yeah it, it 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 is about being present and listening and i know that when i um when i started on this journey that i'm on if i started to get my mindset into like that negative that uh, i can't cope i can't deal with this or i'm feeling lonely or whatever i would actually god love youtube but i would go on youtube and i would play positive, affirming, I would watch positive conversations on YouTube regarding how your life is special, how you being born, you know, you just being born is like a one in a four billion chance or whatever, whatever the stats are. are, Um, and, And all of those sort of things to actually make my brain actually reconfigure itself and go, hey, actually, you know, you you are, you know, you're quite special. You're quite X, Y, and Z. And I had to try and reframe my mood for that day. I mean, I wasn't feeling like that all the time. Yeah. But like it would be Yeah. But there's That's d- so yeah.
1: That's great to be able to do that. That's great to be able to do that. And we get to choose um what we what Correct. we ingest. We get to choose what we, you know, what we scroll over on our devices. We get to choose, you know, and it may it matters. It really matters, you know. It's interesting on on my social media platforms. I don't get all the violence and horrible stuff showing up on my screen because the algorithms oh. know I don't click on it.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair enough.
1: And and I'm happy to have my head in the sand with that stuff. I know it's a, I know there's violence going on out there. I know that I'm not stupid. I just don't want to watch. Porn, violent porn, watching people hurt each other or be horrible to each other, or, or shout at each other and and argue with each other. I just don't want to watch it. But it's interesting. What what I find it fascinating that these you know these social media algorithms are kind of almost mirroring this law of attraction thing that happens naturally. I was coaching this guy years ago, and he said, "Ah, oh, you know Geelong, the town, the." The town near where I live. And he's going, Oh, Geelong, man, it's all oh, it's turning to the dogs. It's crazy. And people are, there's so many violent people around, all this crazy stuff. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, Well, you know, like I've seen people at the traffic lights getting out of their cars and having punch-ons. And, and, <laughs> and the other the other night in the middle of the night, we had this ice addict come and knock on our door, and she was raving lunatics, saying we'd taken her house from her and I had to do a citizen's arrest on the front lawn and blah, 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 blah. Right. And I said, because I'm thinking, wow, we live in the same town. I don't see any of this. Yeah, no. I, I don't see this, right? <laughs> and so and so I said to him, hey, I'm curious. Show me your, what, what social media do you scroll on? He goes, oh, I scroll on a bit of Facebook. I said, show me your feed. And he opened his feed and we scrolled through his feed and it was all that stuff. Wow. It was people having blues. It was people arguing. It was fights. It was all this stuff. And it was showing up on his feed. And I said, hey, dude, let's run an experiment. I want you to purposely go onto social media every day and click on positive stuff, click on good human stories, click on stories where humans are helping each other and nice and kind to each other and just see what happens. So he did this for a month. And then when I caught up with him a month later, I said, what's changed? He goes, dude, I haven't seen one fight out in the streets. Now that might sound a bit woo woo. And I don't know the quantum physics behind how it works, Claire, but there's something going on, right? What you focus on is what yeah, you get. Yeah,
0: exactly right. Exactly. You know, that, was about, focus on that was what more. I was about to say. If you say to somebody, right, uh, look for everything that's green in the room or whatever, yeah. and then, yeah. then then you say, right, close your eyes. Now open them and tell me what's red, uh, what's green or whatever. Uh, what's red, yeah. whatever color I what's said. What's red and they can't think yeah, of anything. They can't yeah. think of anything. No, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. It is what it's like when you go, "Oh, I'm going to buy this new car," and then you see that everyone's got it in all yeah. different colors because yeah, yeah. your mind then focuses on that. It's that's like right. if you want to be successful or whatever, you focus on what you want to do, that's and right. your mind will find a way of getting you there. Our, bra- yeah. our brains yeah. we don't we don't even understand half the stuff that goes on in our ads because we've no, just No, that's right we've just not got there. We've not even, you know, we've just yeah. not even touched the surface on how our brains, our brains keep us alive for the 80s, you know, hundred, however many years you're, you know, privileged to live. They keep us alive without us even thinking about it. We take yeah. a breath and we don't even think about it. Our heart beats however many beats,
1: yeah. you know,
0: a day or whatever. Yeah. And we don't even think about it. Everything no. carries on. And um, I don't know. There's, thoughts there's people who basically think um we could heal ourselves by focusing and you know meditating and focusing on um you know the various Mm. different parts of us broken bones or whatever um and going down that avenue so yeah. yeah
1: there's so much that we don't know and i love that i love that there's the great mystery because you know i believe that anything within the laws of the universe is possible. Yeah. And we don't understand the laws of the universe. We thought we did, we thought we understood. And then we went, Oh, time and space is not what we think it is. Right. And then quantum physicists keep discovering stuff that we can't explain. (laughs) And the more these scientists uncover, the more they realize we don't know that we don't know a whole bunch of stuff. And I love that. Yeah. I love that for me, that's potential and possibility. You know, it's like, well, there's a, there's certainly a lot more possible than we can comprehend. So um, you know that gives me hope, and and you know as we as we look at the dysfunctions of us as a species, and we look at psychopaths invading countries and horrible stuff going mm. on, um, which is very disheartening. Then I, then I also consciously choose to focus on, you know, the amazing stuff that we are doing, and you know I subscribe to positive news outlets where they they're real news. But they're focusing on all the good stuff we're doing, all the advancements we're making for the planet and for each other. And I consume this news because it makes me feel good. And I, you know, and I focus on positive people. I hang out with people like you, you know. And there's lots of us, right? The more you look out there for people who um, are positive and optimistic and doing their bit to try and make the world a better place, there's lots of us. And I choose to focus on those aspects. Why? Because it makes my life great. I live a great life. I exactly. live a pretty happy life, you know, and and I, I'd rather live a happy life because it's going to be over pretty quickly. I don't mean to be a doomsday, but that's just the fact.
0: Well, no, and it, and although you say it's going to be over pretty quickly, right, and people go, oh, but we're going to go on to where 80, it just Go, oh, man. He's yeah, like...
1: and you don't a hundred percent. And look, I in my mind, I believe I'm going to live till old age. I do, oh, but in but in know. reality, I don't know that that's necessarily no. the truth. My no. my little brother died when he was thirty on his wow. motorbike, gone, okay, you know, head on, like disappeared, gone, and he lived life to the full. So um, you know, look, I, I don't know when I'm gonna die. Yeah. No one knows nobody when knows. Die. Yeah. But I but we are definitely gonna die. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, that is the and, one
0: thing in our life that we do know, we right? Know. Yeah, we right? are gonna die, but we just don't know when. So the That's actual right. thing is we need to live our lives as best we can while yeah. we're here. Because yeah. every I can guarantee you, guarantee yeah. you that everyone that woke up that morning yeah. that died that day. Didn't think, oh, today's going to be my last day. I'm going to die in a couple of hours. They didn't think yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, and when, when we say life is short, and then people go, oh, yeah, but I've got until I'm 100, that's a long way away. It's like, Not really. it's May. I know. 2022 already. Oh, I know. May. Hang on. It was just 2020 the other day, yeah. wasn't it? When we were doing this pandemic thing? Yeah. Can we and now remember it's like May 2022? Yeah. It like, wow. Time. Really does fly, and and in the grand scheme of everything, humans have only been here. We've only been here as a species for a second, you know. In the in the grand scheme of of the in evolution the of the years, universe, yeah, right? that we've been, And yeah. so to think that we're going to be here forever as well is completely egotistical and unrealistic. And who knows, we might invent some kind of artificial intelligence that hangs around after we've gone. But us as a species, we ain't going to be here forever. And so it really is this carpe diem thing. It really is. How can I How can I live today in the best way possible? You know, how can I communicate more consciously with the people that matter to me today, right? How can I love my partner and my children better today? How can I work better with my team today? Not in 10 years' time because I've got all the time in the world. You know, these relationships matter. They really do. And as much as we've got ourselves into a corporate predicament of profit-driven performance, that's not actually what matters. And I think the world's starting to wake up to that. And and COVID's certainly brought this to our attention more as well. It's it's our well-being, it's our resilience, it's our relationships, it's our connections that actually really matter.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, I'm yeah, I agree. I agree. Look, with all of this sort of with all of your retreats and everything that you've done, okay, and conversations, because um, like you also mentor leaders as well don't you with all of this yeah, uh yeah. conscious communication as such like what has been the most important thing that you've actually learned along along the way as such and I suppose in, I suppose, in terms
1: of coaching leaders are you talking uh, about specifically no, no
0: just in turn it like <laughs> overall what's been the most important thing that you've learned
1: oh look there's lots um I think the first one that comes to mind perhaps because we were just talking about it is that the quality of your life is directly correlated to the quality of your relationships. And I'm not just making this up. This comes from research. And and I think that's really important to remember because, you know, I mean, I I did a post on this this morning. You can have the biggest house, but if your relationship is in a terrible place, your life ain't great. You can have the flashiest car. but If your relationship isn't good, it doesn't matter. You can have all the money in the world. You can have all the all the career success in the world. But if your relationships are toxic, none of it matters. Your life is miserable. So our relationships really are, I believe, the most important thing and and hence a book on communication, because that's all about relationship. But I look, I, I think the biggest thing I've learned is to 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 learn, read, research, study, learn from people who know stuff I don't know about human behavior and relating. And how I can continually get better at it. You know, I'm a much, much better partner now to to my other half than I was in my previous marriage because I just didn't know the stuff I know now.
0: Yeah, this is the thing. I mean, where do, where do people go to actually start this process? Start to, I know you said they need to start to work on themselves, but like what's, is it just to Google self-help books, better communication?
1: Get your uh, buy so, your book. It's so broad. Yeah, get my book. Get your book. That's, that's a good, a good start. start. I, really, yeah. I actually mean it. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. It's funny that I can I can wholeheartedly recommend that now because it's had um, I don't know how many copies have sold now, maybe five or six hundred, and the emails that are coming in um are, are great and and I'm I'm so relieved that that it's helping people I'm getting lots of emails of people saying you don't know me I've just read your book thank you so much wow. um so yeah go buy my book there's heaps of really good strategies in there for men and women um but look also um where else to start one of the books that really helped me back in the day was change changing your mind by joe dispenza
0: oh wow yeah yeah yeah
1: it's a little bit woo-woo, but it's also no. I love Joe Dispenza. Yep, love so him. that's pretty. That was that was pretty cool. The any Eckhart toll stuff, the earlier stuff, the power of now, amazing. Um, in terms of your relationship with self, which I think is the place to start. Yeah, I don't know. I made up a whole bunch of stuff, but get my book, you'll see what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah,
0: no. I mean, do you think if somebody is Somebody is in a place that's not great and knows they Mm. need to um, seriously look at where they're sitting. And, and, Mm. um, you know, and I'm sort of thinking back four years ago to when I first became a single parent and I was like, oh, my gosh what do I do? There was anxiety, you know, there was all of these factors that were coming in, like, how am I going to cope? I'm on my own. All of these other factors that are coming in. Um, and I, you know, I, I got through it. I'm four years through this and I'm at the other side and I feel as though I'm can consciously communicate with people and I'm aware and I've got more empathy and, um, and I suppose, through doing these podcasts and this may may be my conscious communication because I learned so much from these podcasts and also like you say we're human beings we we need communication and I was in Melbourne locked down for 260 odd days or whatever so I needed communication and although my five-year-old because he was five when we were in lockdown. Although my five-year-old was great, he wasn't really that adult communication. So maybe I generated podcasting just to be able to communicate, to connect and communicate. yeah, yeah, to connect and yeah. communicate. But do you uh, do you say go and get therapy and try and and because therapy is not just there to it's not it it's there to personally develop you as well, isn't
1: yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, look, definitely. Um, if that's, if you feel to do that, do that, um, of course the, the, the therapist, whoever it is matters, you know, you could have one psychologist who went to the same, did the same university degree as another psychologist. And one of them might be amazingly helpful for you. And the other one might be just not, um, and that's not even necessarily to do with how good they are as a psychologist. You can have one coach, you can have a, a life coach who change it helps you change your whole life you could have another life coach who's just a whole lot of hot air and nothing really happens you know your counselor you can go to a great counselor or a not so great counselor so um I yes i'm an advocate for getting help reach out and get help with you know there's this stigma around getting help with mental health and it's it's crazy we you know when your pipes are broken you get a plumber yeah, You know, when the lights are not working, you get a sparky, you know, when you, when your mental health's not great, go and get some help. There are people who've dedicated their lives to understanding strategies to, to help you feel better. So yes, I'm an advocate for getting help. And at the same time, um, uh, you know, a, a free kind of practice, it doesn't cost you money to mm. dedicate some time each morning to some positive self-affirmations. And I used to think yeah. affirmations were just a woo-woo, hippie, Eastern traditional yes. mantra thing, and I thought they were a crock until I understood the science behind them. And there is a science behind when we say something out loud repetitively, the neurons are wiring together, right? So we're creating our own belief around self. So the, the, the main affirmation that I said that got me through my midlife crisis where I lost everything was, I am good enough just the way I am. I used to say it many times every day. I still say it to myself. I am good enough just the way I am. It was about self-love and self-acceptance. And I said it so many thousands of times, the neurons wired together, and I started to believe it. And like we said before, when what you focus on is what you get. So when I started to believe that I was good enough and I deserved love and abundance and happiness, guess what started showing up? So if any of your listeners are feeling stuck Um, this is a great place to start. Just pick a positive self-belief affirmation and put it on high repeat.
0: Yeah. Look, I, I agree with you. It's, I usually say something like that when I'm in a situation where I go, like if I'm presenting or if I'm going into a meeting or a situation where I'm nervous, I'm anxious and I'm just like, no, I am good enough. I'm good enough to do this. I, you know, Be put in this situation if I wasn't good enough, and and and, you know, and and also there were some situations where I go, well, they just have to accept me. I'm this is me, right? This is me. I am awesome. Okay, so you know, and you just go into that situation, and yeah, they're all the things you're worried about before you deal with anything, your day or anything. Nine times out of ten, they're not going to happen anyway. Yes, I know. um,
1: We worry so much about stuff that doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. And also, I was listening to a podcast this morning, actually, which is funny. And um, it's, um, there was a lady on there, Mel Robbins, um, who's awesome. And she, when she gets into an anxious situation, just goes, she just put hand on heart and she says, I'm okay currently. Currently, at this point in time, I am okay. I am safe. Yeah. I'm okay. And it was quite bizarre because her even even saying it on the podcast this morning made me feel calm and relaxed and chilled. And I wasn't even saying it to myself. I wasn't anxious or anything like that. But it was just like, it was just about saying I'm safe and I'm okay. And it's just like, I'm okay currently. This point in time, this now is good.
1: Yeah. Let's not worry yeah.
0: about all the other stuff.
1: And 99.9% of the time, this current moment is actually fine. Yeah. The anxiety is all about a projection into something that may or may not happen in the future. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's right. That's right. So look, where can our listeners get in contact with you? Uh,
1: you can contact me easily through my website, gemfuller.com. Um, that's where you can also grab the book, watch the TEDx talk, all the bits and bobs. Um, If you want to follow me on socials, I I post helpful stuff. I hope it's helpful. Um, Daily on Instagram, Gem Fuller. Um, I'm on LinkedIn for for the more businessy type stuff, Jem Fuller. Um, I don't particularly like Facebook, but my marketing team have told me I have to be doing stuff on there. So there's stuff on there as well. Um, Actually, if you are a leader and you're interested in joining our community of modern leaders, talking specifically about communication... How to create engagement in your teams. We've put a group together recently, and there's going to be some online, um, free online webinars speaking directly to that. Just um, you can email me, gem at gemfuller.com. Just find any of those ways to reach out, and um, either the assistants or business manager will, will find it and pass it on to me, and we can start talking.
0: Cool. Awesome. Awesome. So, look, my final question is, and it's a bit of a Tim Ferriss question, really. So, yeah. stealing it from him is, if you could have a billboard on a motorway, or by a busy train station, or whatever, um, what would you put on that billboard?
1: Three words. Yeah. You made it.
0: And what does that mean? If I was reading it, I'd made it like. That's what I'm reading. Okay,
1: so the subtext, the subtext would be, you made it to this moment. You made it here. It's like we're always trying to get somewhere in life. Oh, one day I'll have this, or one day I'll get this, or one day I'll be there, and one day I'll be happier, and one day I'll have more money. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. You're here. You made it to this moment successfully. There you are, sitting there, right here, right now. And I think we could do well to stop and smell the roses a bit more and 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 appreciate where we yeah. got to I agree with you
0: I agree um we're not grateful for what we've got in our lives we're always striving well I'm grateful but like we're always yeah. striving yeah.
1: for the next yeah. thing
0: the next thing and then when we get the next thing next thing, thing. we are oh, well I want the next thing
1: oh you know like people think about it like this: people are people are striving or hankering for whatever that addiction thing is so cigarettes i mean i've got to have a cigarette got to have a cigarette got to have a cigarette they go downstairs they go outside and they they smoke this cigarette and then they finish that cigarette and they're like oh i need a mint i need a mint i need a mint and they get a mint and then they go oh now i need a coffee I need a coffee I need a co-. and, you know it's like just in the moment of eating the mint do you actually sit there and go oh wow i'm satisfied now i've got that mint no, we chew the mint really quickly, swallow it, and go off for the next thing, you know. And we are like that as a species, and it's it's kind of crazy. You know, we're always craving the next thing. And I, I think, you know, just to come into a moment and go, oh, you know, let me just be in this moment and express a little bit of gratitude for what I've got right
0: now. Yeah, you know? yeah, just sit there. Sit there and be grateful for it because there's so many other people in this world who don't have what you have. You'd be surprised and... uh Yeah, Yeah.
1: completely. And don't worry about becoming complacent. People go, oh, but if I practice this life of gratitude in the moment and I just sit still mindfully in the moment, then I'll never do anything. And I'm like, yeah, good luck with that. (laughs) You're going to end up getting off the couch and doing something, you know? So, and, and yeah, so I don't think it makes it, I I think
0: you have a happier life if you basically um, are grateful for what you've got. And, yeah. yes, you know, I would love to have a big house and a swimming pool and a, you know, helicopter maybe. I'm not sure about the helicopter. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, fly business class, whatever. But I don't. But I can still get on a plane. There are a lot of people who can't get on a plane, you know, and all of those yeah. sort of situations. Yeah. So although I don't have the, you know, VIP, I'm still grateful for being able to pay for a seat to get on a plane to fly to the uk to america wherever yeah and have that flexibility so yeah yeah, no i agree with you i agree with you that's awesome look i know you're really busy so look thank you so much for spending the time and coming to speak to us again i love speaking to you i love talking to you i think um what you're doing with the books with your secret project that you've told me about that I can't tell anyone about uh, great. Um, and um, yeah, like when you've done your secret project that I can't tell anyone about, <laughs> yeah. come back and speak to me again. Absolutely. And um, yeah, yeah. Wish you best of luck with everything. And awesome. thank you.
1: And thank you. Thanks so much, Claire. And thanks for having me on. And you know, the conversations are so easy and, um, not only enjoyable but enlightening and and worthwhile. I think the things that you're talking about should be spoken about, um, and the fact that you're making the effort to record them and share them is a wonderful thing. So go you and thanks again for having me on.
0: Thanks, Jem. no, thank you. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you would like to hear more, please hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. If you would like to support us further, share this episode with your friends and family. And finally, drop us a review on iTunes, as I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments and ideas. It all helps me to understand and produce awesome content you want to hear just like this. If you want to check out our past episodes, write to us, appear on the podcast, or for links, resources and show notes, go to our website, www.strongsingleandhuman.com. We are also on all the usual social media platforms, Insta, Facey and Twitter. I hope you have a wonderful week and I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself and remember, no one is perfect. We're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin, and you've been listening to the Strong Single and Human podcast.